PR is earned media. So it's not paid media. So you have to have a great story, which you hire someone to pitch you um, in order to get you placements in that industry or in the papers, local papers. This is Oversharing with Mikhail Alphon. Before we get into this episode of the podcast, I wanted to ask you a question. Are you looking to launch your own podcast? If you are, you have to check out Mike Me Audio. My podcast would not sound nearly as amazing as it does if it wasn't for their help. And I frequently recommend them to my clients at Blue Light so you know it's legit. They have a full suite of services to help you launch your own show from ear-catching intros, editing services, and they'll even help you publish your finalized episodes. Now, they've worked with shows like Brittany Crystal's Beyond Influential, Libsyn's The Feed, so you know you're in good company. So if you're looking to launch your own podcast, and you know I recommend you should if you're building a personal brand or a business, just mention my name to nick at mikeme.com, and you'll get your first episode edited for free. Again, reach out to nick at mikeme.com. That's N-I-C-K at MikeMe.com, and they'll edit your first episode for free when you mention this show. But before I speak too much, let's get on to the podcast. What is up, you lovely listener? Welcome to another episode of Oversharing. Our guest today is a publicist, entrepreneur, and a rock and roller at heart. She received her master's in communication and media studies in 2005 while she was running a web development company with her fellow classmates. Her web development company eventually evolved into an event planning company, then later on a successful PR agency, which she runs today under her name, Raquel Figlo Public Relations. She helps gain recognition for entertainment companies, for lifestyle brands, and of course, hard rock and heavy metal bands. She's worked with names such as Dave Mustaine from Megadeth, Rob Zombie, and Dino Cazares of Fear Factory. Her work has been featured in OC Weekly, Newport Beach Magazine, LA Weekly, just to name a few. I'm beyond ecstatic to overshare with her today, but before I speak too much, please join me in welcoming Raquel Figlo onto the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing amazing after that intro. You are so good at them. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I appreciate that. Well, first of all, thank you so much for coming by. I know it's been probably a year and a half in the making of getting this put together with you and I. You sent over some people, which is awesome, but I actually wanted to get to know you a little bit better on this. So I think the best way for us to get to know each other is, let's start from the beginning. What were you like in high school? You know what? I was um, two different people because one, I was like a straight A student getting really awesome grades, but I was hanging out with like, I don't know, my girlfriends and I, uh, we like to go to the beach, um, skip class. I get straight A's, but I'd also like skip class. I almost didn't graduate because I ditched so much. (laughs) But um, I mean, I loved school. I did really well. And um, I just like to hang out. And then also my parents were really strict and um, I'm really glad they were because I was the girl that played guitar on Friday nights with my girlfriends and watched scary movies. (laughs) So we were just kind of, you know... um, and doing our own thing, um, but it was really fun. So, yeah, I mean, I got in a lot of trouble. <laughs> um, what kind of trouble were you getting yourself into? I, mean, I don't know. Just I never really liked people telling me what to do. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's crazy. Pro- a teenage girl yeah. in high school not 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 liking what people are telling when people are telling them what to do. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> maybe that's why I'm an entrepreneur. You know, um, 
like working for someone. But um, I don't just in trouble by my mom, in trouble by my friends, parents. I don't know. We were always just getting into trouble. Uh, we would take the bus to Laguna Beach and hang out with, um, I guess, uh, I don't know, people that hung out on the beach, mm. whoever, randoms. Um, and it could have been dangerous, but, you know, we were just um, always looking for adventure. But I was always able to get my grades, um, A's and B's, because my dad didn't let me get anything lower than a B. And what else? I'd go raving. <laughs> I'd go to raves at like 16 years old, yeah. 17, 18. Um, but um, yeah. So what high school did you go to? Sorry. Capo Valley. Oh, Capo you Valley went to Capo. High yeah. Uh, raised in Mission Viejo. Born in La Paz, Bolivia. Came here when I was two and um, raised in Mission Viejo. Love it. I still live in Orange County. Yeah. Um, what part of Mission Viejo? Uh, right there above Visita Lago, right um, the top of the oh, world, yeah, yeah, yeah. we used to call it, where yeah. that where all the tra- trails are. Yeah, for sure. So I grew up in Mission Viejo too, on but on the Beautiful. other side, on uh, on Felipe and Marguerite. Yeah, I know exactly yeah. where. Yeah, that's my awesome. parents still live there. I'm still a member of the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Such a great lake. Yeah, and I remember going to the lake, and remember they used to have a deck on the they had a deck on the beach side that you could swim out to. Yeah, I remember being terrified of swimming out there. You, oh, I, you'd hear, yeah, you're right. You'd hear of these like kids dying under it because <laughs> they tried to swim under it and it wasn't all even that. that far. No, it wasn't even that far. And now I go back it, or but I haven't kids, been back in a while. Probably far. As, you know? Yeah, as kids, I was like, dude, I don't know if I can make it out there. I was like dying, dying when I was going out there. So man, and the catfish that were in there. <laughs> yeah, the little tiny fish too that swim by, swim by your legs. And, yeah. yeah. Those are good times. So when did you start? I mean, <sighs> look, anybody who follows you on Instagram and it's built throughout your website, it's very obvious that you love heavy metal oh, and yeah. hard rock, like that whole <laughs> thing. So you're saying that you went to raves. When did you find this love for hard rock and heavy mm. metal? Um, well, I started listening, I guess, to hard rock. I mean, my uh, memory is I must have been – I feel like I was either seven – old enough to have a radio in my room where I used it as an alarm clock to wake up. Yeah. So I – there was this channel uh, called this radio station called KNAC, which was like the hard rock uh, station of um, LA and Orange County. Mm-hmm. And I just remember listening to Ozzy, and I was like, "What is this?" It was I don't know whatever Black Sabbath song, and then Guns N' Roses, and I was like, "Okay, this is it. This is my life. <laughs> like I feel so pumped and energized by it." And I had neighbors. We used to listen to Guns N' Roses all the time. And and my mom was really supportive of music. She took me to my first concert when I was 12. That's how protective they were. Like, I would see my friends at concerts uh, when, we, when I was, like, 14. And she'd still be taking me. I don't think I went to a concert by myself until yeah. I was uh, 18. But the raves, I snuck out with my friends. I'd spend yeah. the night at their house. What was the but, concert when you were 12? Uh, Death Leopard and Ugly Kid Joe. Nice. I liked Ugly Kid Joe. And I liked Death Leopard. And I was... Um, but I think I went for Ugly Kid Joe. I was going to say, like, Def Leppard isn't much of, like, a heavy metal yeah, band. <laughs> but you'd hear them, sorry, hear them on MTV. And I used to watch a lot of MTV growing up because um, my dad and mom worked. And I was either home, you know, watching TV or with my mom at work. And, yeah. um, and there was, like, a TV. So I just remember watching a lot of it and just falling in love with, like, the hair metal um, like Cinderella, I mean, obviously Guns yeah. N' Roses. I mean, it's been, oh, Aerosmith, Aerosmith you know, and then sure. years later, actually meeting these bands, hanging out with these bands, taking pictures with these bands. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, that started, yeah, when I was really young. So MTV, when MTV was actually music videos, yeah, it was actually music. Is there, MTV's still kind of there, I guess. Yeah. 
Do you like it's, Motley Crue by any chance? I love Motley Crue. Love Motley Crue. Yeah. First album I ever got was Motley Crue, Dr. Feelgood. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to, you know, meet Tommy Lee and do a shot with him. Amazing. Uh, um, be backstage uh, uh, with CC really De- Deville. That, actually. actually, right when he had his ki- uh, little baby. Um, that was a while ago. Wow. Only has early one? 20s. I don't know, but I just remember him having a baby and bringing it backstage and. And I was there when he played with Poison at Verizon Wireless, wow. Irvine Meadows. Yeah. Did I see that one? That wasn't too long ago, right? That I was mean, like this, five years ago? No, this one was like probably 2008, 2005, something around that time. Because okay. I just remember being really young. My memory is a little, <laughs> yeah. a little foggy, but yeah. It's that rock and roll lifestyle, it's that rock, maybe. It is. <laughs> For sure. Um, and you got to talk with some of these, some incredible people. Like what's mm-hmm. Rob Zombie like in real life? It all started, um, I mean, my love and passion for hard rock and heavy metal, you know, first as a fan. And then when in 2011, 2010, I had an opportunity that was presented to be the event manager of the key club. That's cool. Um, on sunset, the world famous key club. And, um, that's where I was the event manager and I threw events for, uh, red carpet events, um, concerts and this magazine walks in called rock and roll industries magazine that i still write for that i'm always promoting um because so you actually write yeah you i actually write i'm a published oh, cool. writer so they came in long story short they asked me if i write and i say you say yes to life and i say yes to everything um almost everything and <laughs> i started writing and that's how i was able to interview rob zombie uh yeah. david sting and megadeth and that's um, like lots dude, and lots right? and lots of people like eight years of it so yeah I'm actually thinking about uh, putting together well a book, like a memoir of all the people I interviewed. Yeah, and because uh, I how Howard Stern just did that, so <laughs> I want to <laughs> do the same thing. And Dave, David's your guy. Like. Oh yeah, just everyone knows I'm obsessed with Megadeth. Mm-hmm. And um, actually, some something really cool to plug. I'm going on the Mega Cruise, and my magazine's the premier magazine, the official magazine of that cruise. Your magazine. Well, rock and roll industry, the one I write for. Okay, good. So I'm going on there. We're all going on there, and we're um, each cabin's going to get a magazine, the rock mm-hmm. and roll industries, and it's all just focused on uh, on the Megadeth cruise and all the bands playing there. Okay, uh, so I want to. So that's cool, huh? <laughs> it's really cool. I'm pumped for you. Um, Thanks. I want to play a little game with you before we go on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I I love like I. Huge heart for music. And as I kind of looked you up more and more, I realized that that was your core passion, even though we had met like at like some business event thing. Which is awesome. I pretty much stalked you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Thanks. Um, No, but so huge heart for music. And I I truly believe that each piece of music can really bring you back to Mm -hmm. a a certain time in your life in a certain moment, right? Uh, One of my biggest ones for me, for example, is Plush by... um, by uh, Stone Temple Pilots. Uh-huh. Reminds me, like, I had a car that, like, didn't have air conditioning, driving down with my buddy Ben down Sunset Boulevard to get my Mesa Boogie fixed, smoking cigarettes, sweating, and, like, it was just disgusting. <laughs> but every time I hear that yeah. song, I can feel the sun on my face. So I want to play oh, this similar game with that's you. That's beautiful. Okay, yeah. cool. So um, I'm going to name a song, and you're going to uh, and you're gonna respond with a moment in time. Okay. What I it like might this remind game. you of. All right. <laughs> You're a Guns N' Roses fan, so let's go with My Michelle. Oh, I love My Michelle. Actually, My Michelle reminds me of my friend Michelle. We don't speak anymore, but every time I hear that, um, we used to go clubbing all the time um, back in my 20s. Like, yeah, I like to club all over Orange County. And I'd be like, you know, this is Michelle, my Michelle, Michelle and Raquel. <laughs> and I'd call her that. And, um, 
Yeah, that's a really sweet feeling of a friendship. Yeah. I love that song by Michelle. Yeah. Thinks about his dead dog, right? Is yeah. that what it what? I don't know. I've heard that before, but I know you would. Wait, that, no, 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 no. Wait, that's something else. I don't know. That, Maybe album, edit is, this. that <laughs> album is insane. Not only did Michelle. they like write it when they were like 18, 19 years oh, old. Oh, wow. Look at you. Yeah. Uh-huh. But. <laughs> Like, uh, what is it? The Rocket Lady song at the um, end? Or Rocket something? Queen. Rocket Queen yeah. song at the end. Like, apparently, uh, he like Axel was actually having sex with yeah, those a girl are girls. in the booth. Yeah, that's, that's nuts. That's that's high evidence, but that's rock and roll. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Rob Zombie, Dragula. Oh, um, watching it on MTV. Actually watching the music video. Yeah, that was a really young. Great yeah, stuff. just I like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, Good feeling. What about Marilyn Manson, Beautiful People? Oh, okay. Here's a great story. So I would go to concerts with my mom when I was young. And then when I got older, I mean, now it was fun to take to go take her to concerts. So she would take me. So now I take her and my little brother. And one time I took them to see Marilyn Manson at the Grove of Anaheim. And, um, you know, they were playing uh, that song or we were at a Marilyn Manson concert. And they started, Marilyn Manson started ripping up the Bible. And oh we're very gosh. Catholic and, um, and proud. And, you know, and my, it was too much for them. And they actually left. <laughs> they went to Denny's. That's pretty heavy, actually. <laughs> I mean, it is, but it's stage and it's, you know, theatrics and stuff. Yeah. And, but I could feel them and I, was, I felt bad. But, yeah, that's a memory I'll never forget. They yeah. both walked out. <laughs> that's heavy. Yeah, definitely for, like, I actually love Marilyn Manson as a musician. I like mm-hmm. his, I love his music. But as a believer myself, like, mm-hmm. things like that. Like, I don't know if I would have walked out, but I definitely would have felt some weird vibe some and, like, cringe, maybe yeah. went to the back or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, last one. Sure. Uh, Aerosmith, Love in an Elevator. Love in an Elevator. I mean, that's a great song. Um... I mean, again, MTV. And then I remember reading a book by Lon Friend, who's actually a friend of mine, um, Planet Rock, and reading that there, you know, he had some connection to that. Or um, I remember being on airplane when I took that book, his book, um, Planet Rock, and just reading Aerosmith and and how he described that music video. Ah, that's so, amazing. So I want to cool. talk a little bit about business and the business that you're in, sure. right? Um, well, for one, you started off doing web development with a couple of classmates of yours, yeah. right? Cool. Uh-huh. So how long did that go on? Were you guys like, were you thinking to yourself like, hey, I want to build this web development company and like start mm-hmm. doing that? I think at that time, when was that, like 2002, that's what, that was big and what was going on and what we were learning in school, um, graphic design. My dad was an entrepreneur. Um, just watching him kind of influenced me to start something. And you know, when you're in school, you, you meet other talented people and you want to, you know, join forces and and do something. So I think we built like two or three websites. I mean, it's <laughs> difficult. Sure. But at least it was, um, I don't know, just starting something. And that's the kind of person I am. Like, let's get involved. Let's see how we can um, build something or do something. And, and one thing about what I studied in school, which was communications, but an emphasis on branding, sure. um, just being really creative with strategy. Like that's what I'm good at being creative and coming up with ideas like really fast. Yeah. So, so they didn't were, last very long. <laughs> were those websites that you were people paying for you to build those out? Yeah. My, how much um, was it back then? I'm curious. Oh, I think we charged like, it must've been at least $500 or a thousand. Okay. I know it wasn't. Yeah. Which is actually the price now kind of, yeah. unless they're really big ones, but I know we made some money because um, 
In my head, I, I was like, did. in my head, like 2002, 2003, I'm like, man, that must have cost $50,000 to build oh, a three page website. Yeah. You know, I don't remember too much, but I remember making some money, like enough money to, <laughs> to you know, absolutely say I made some money. And but, then when you started, when you, when that company eventually evolved into a event planning company, oh, sure. was, was that because of the key club and what you were doing there? The key club happened way after the, the, the event planning happened because, um, okay, so here I have two degrees, an undergraduate and a master's degree, and I talk about this a lot when I get interviewed. It's, you you want to find that awesome job, and, and you know some people are really lucky to find that job after college, but you need experience to find that job. Well, how are you supposed to find experience if you don't get a job? So it's kind of like... You have this education, but people want experience. So between that time, I was actually had this job out of college where I worked for Simplex Grinnell, which I sold tests and inspection of um, fire alarm systems. <laughs> so in order to get the experience that I wanted for my dream job, I raised money for Surfrider Foundation and I joined organizations like the American Marketing Association, and the American Advertising Federation. So that's how I got the experience. So I had the job. So out of college, you're trying to find that job, but you need a job. So I got a job working for those organizations. We raised money for nonprofits and Surfrider was one of them. I continued to do that for six years. And so that's how I got the experience doing that and then started doing events for people. And so yeah. that's how you're it kind of built. still doing events today? Um, now I do like red carpet events. Uh, I Well, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Uh, with PR, I focus a lot of PR, getting people placement in radio, television, podcasts, um, sure. online. But of course, every once in a while, they need launch parties. So I did a launch party for Gary Payton, uh, the the glove, the basketball player, Sonics out of Seattle. I remember him. Yeah. Uh, I think that was definitely in the in the Bulls era. Yep. That he that he was big. Yeah, he was. Um, yeah. So what was that? Ninety seven, ninety eight. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Those were those were those were like most epic years. I think that's just about the, 90, the only the end of the 90s. sports fact I know. Also, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was great. So he got into the uh, cannabis industry as a new cannabis line called the Canna Sports, and um, through friends that I met back in my twenties, because I really believe in building long lasting relationships with people. So, yeah, so someone I met a long time ago knew I was doing events because of social media. You see what people are doing. Sure. You got to always promote yourself. They hired me to to do the red carpet for his event, and it was amazing. Amazing. So let me backtrack a little bit. Yeah. What's funny is when people approach us for social media and marketing and all this stuff, I I get two questions. One, do you build websites? And two, do you do PR? I'm like, if I said, if I did that, I might put that somewhere on my website. However, I think we just do social media and paid media management. Anyways, for the listener that might not be too well-versed in, in public relations, how can you like break it down to explain exactly what you're doing? Yes, I get this question all the time because people are like, oh, I need a publicist. And I'm like, well, do you? Well, um, but PR is earned media. So it's not paid media. So you have to have a great story, which you hire someone to pitch you um, in order to get you placements in that industry or in the papers, local papers. So it's earned media. What I do to break it down is I get you in magazines. I get you on podcasts. I create um, platforms so people can know you. So I spread brand awareness. And you've done this for bands. You're doing this for lifestyle brands. Yeah. Gary Payton. Like, this yeah. is amazing. So the last maybe five years. Well, I'm 
Yeah, because you grow as a person. I mean, you like all these, everything I've done throughout my life from like event planning to marketing, which marketing's all like numbers and, and kind of, um, I guess, I don't know, metrics and stuff. Yeah. And I liked it, but it was a little bit, too, a lot of pressure. <laughs> and I don't know. Um, I really like PR because I feel I'm a natural born promoter. It is so easy for me to post something on social media, say someone's awesome. I'm really loving and giving. So I like to see other people shine. Yeah. I think that's why I'm in PR. Well, that is why I'm in PR. I like to be the cheerleader for other people. Their success is my success. And I actually, maybe a little selfishness, I like to be like, oh, yeah, I got him an OC Weekly or I got her, you know, in LA Times, you know, it's fun. Yeah. How are you measuring the success of, and we're now transitioning from rock and roll to a little bit of business, obviously, but how do you measure the success of these campaigns? Well, when I sit down with a client, you know, I ask them, you know, what are their goals? So there I kind of know what they want. I mean, everybody wants to be, let's just use LA Weekly and OC Weekly as an example. Um, But there's things that fall in between. And so I help them build. So if they haven't had any press before, I'm like, okay, well, we'll probably have to start with local press. Let's think outside the box. Let's what are you doing in your community? How can we uh, make, you know, highlight you in your in your field? And how can we get people to get to know you? So um, kind of PR is actually, I mean, it's a commitment and it takes time. It doesn't just happen over. It's a brand building. It's brand too. building. Yeah. yeah. So you can't, it doesn't happen just three months. And I get a lot of bands and companies that are like, you know, well, I only want a two month, um, you know, PR campaign. And I'm like, I can... I, I feel it takes three to six months, but I mean, it takes time to build and grow. Now with my experience, I really do have a great track record to get people into the magazines that they want sure. um, and, and help grow with them and build with them. But I've, all press is good press, I feel. So I try to get them, um, I sit down with them and make them really understand that in order to get to where you want, we got to build somewhere. So yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I just can... use my connections and contacts to get some press. Plus, also, these artists and companies, they're not um, maybe really great at interviews. So, yeah, I want to start them somewhere and see how they do. And I'm, I'm kind of like a coach, too, a consultant. I'm like, okay, well, when you interview, you, know, you got to be energetic and you got to know what you're saying. Let's practice a little bit. So I sit down with them and practice um how to tell them not to say um, which I say a lot. <laughs> well, it's easy to coach. It's easy to coach. Yeah, it's easy to coach. I yeah. tell them not to say um. And then, I mean, obviously posture, always look your best, um, especially being a boutique agency. I only work with a handful of clients. So yeah. my one-on-one attention with them is what I really um, pride myself on. So. Yeah. That's amazing. I like that. That all makes sense. It it's a lot. There's so much. It definitely makes sense to me. Okay, great. I got to ask, I mean... With the decline in print, you know, just in general, what are you doing to kind of be ahead of that and make sure that, you know, in the future there's, you are still like able to serve these clients and get them the brand recognition and build the brands in the way that they want? I mean, there's still magazines out there. Well, with that, there's still magazines, but there's also all these great podcasts. Mm. And it's kind of like I feel a double-edged sword that I've had conversations with people. There's everyone's now a journalist. Everyone's now a blogger, which <laughs> is good and bad because there's some blogs that are really, I don't know, poor. And, yeah. um, you know, but at least there's media and content that you can put your client on. Yeah. Um all these fashion bloggers. Um, right now, I'm wearing a dress by Naughty Girl Shop, which is one of my clients. Shout! Yeah, Naughty. <laughs> I'm really good at that. <laughs> and um, you know, we we work with a bunch of fashion bloggers. Um, and whether they're big or small, like my, all she wants to do is grow her line. So that's okay for her to have, you know, little um, 
blogs talking about her because someone probably be paying attention or there's someone that's like a fan of that little fashion blog yeah. and then bigger ones actually we're right now working on a segment for her to be um in la weekly which are really which is amazing magazine right yeah, that's and amazing. even online um i mean these online publications too are really great like i'm like that's just what's going on and um you know, that's there's still going to be places and then television as well. There's a lot of morning network um, TV shows like Channel 4. They're yeah. allowing like fashion lines to be on and show what to wear in the fall. So that's great. They even yeah. have um, bands coming on like and I love Channel 4, actually, NBC. Um, so they have like... <laughs> like words. actual bands that play yeah, actual, actual instruments? Bands. Yes. It's amazing. Um, sometimes they're small and, and and then other times they're really big bands. And I think that's great. Um, I, I watch KTLA Channel 5 and they actually promote concerts. And they ask the viewer to type in to win tickets, which I've done before. Like, you know, text a certain number. So there's still... there's. The media is still out there, and there's still places to put my clients, and they yeah. think there 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 always will be. What, um, man? I, as you're saying this, a lot of things are going oh, through great. my head. Good. There's this band <laughs> called like Film Speed from around here, right? And they play, they do more like a pop rock, but the guys are super talented. Oh yeah, um, give I, my number. I, like seriously, <laughs> I'm like, and they're based in like Costa Mesa, so great. like things like the OC Weekly and whatever yeah. else. I think that those are, you know, I have such a huge heart for rock and roll bands and especially the ones that are still right. coming up i mean there's blogs too i'm but i mean facebook like there's um tons of different groups too that you can utilize to get new people to check out your clients or, yeah. or a band or clothing line mm -hmm. so let's say i wanted to work with you okay. uh what what does that process look like you mentioned like we're going to outline my goals which yeah. is obviously world domination yeah. uh, <laughs> But then, you know, being like a single personality, right? Like, uh, what do you do with me at that point? I mean, obviously, we look at, you know, your social media. Who's your audience? Who's following you? Like, where do they live? What are they looking at? Where are they getting their, you know, information? And then if you wanted to be a speaker, then I'd find you speaking gigs. If mm -hmm. you wanted to promote your podcast, then I would um, go on, you know, a different social media platforms that are interested in mindfulness um, and such, you know, and yeah. a business yeah. and, and post you in there. Um, so you're literally like you take a press kit or whatever it is yeah. and to the listener press kit would be oh, like yeah. a synopsis on who I am or whatever it is. And then you send it to these people and like you're kind of pitching me to oh, be on pitch, all the Well, that's a part. That's, what, that's all I do all day, every day is pitching my clients to different places that I see mm. will get them the exposure and the credibility that they're looking for. If it's numbers, obviously, if you, you know, your podcast, I'd be put it on, I don't know, a Facebook group and maybe like 50 people or 50,000 people listen to it. And so then I'm like, you know, this is what I did. And then but, once that, once mm -hmm. that like podcast is live, do you then take the the file and then put it into these groups too? Or not the file, but like the oh, link. Oh yeah. And, well, that's what I was saying. That's what I would do. Like yeah. once it's done. Okay. Yeah. Put it in front of people. So you're to not. Get the numbers up to, yeah. So you're not just um, getting the placement. You're also doing some of the distribution. Sure. I think, okay. So this is another thing about me. Um, I don't like doing the social media, so maybe there could be some kind of partnership <laughs> here. Um, I can create a content calendar for people. Um, I wrote an Instagram rockstar ebook where I tell you when to post, how to post, you know, like videos. But I don't want to do it for you. <laughs> but I do have um, an affiliate that I work with that I mean, we can get into business. Um, 
an algorithm that increases your numbers, but it's not buying likes or anything. It just puts you in front of the people that have the same interests that you're into. Are they into. doing the posts and things like yeah, that? Yeah, and they're doing mm. that. So it's kind of working together. But I think you need social media. And then I tell my clients too. How are we talking about another agency in the blue light offices right now? I know. It's I'm, just, I'm just <laughs> kidding. I'm not even worried. <laughs> well, I said affiliate. But, I'm just kidding. Um, I'm just kidding. Well, partner. Uh, but you have to post. So it's not just me getting you the PR and me posting it in the place. You got to post it too. Put it on your social media. Right. Make a video saying, I was just in OC Weekly. I was just in, I just got Gary Payton in a call, an interview with Culture Magazine. You know, if he posted mm. that. So I'm just saying it takes social media too. It takes both. Yeah. Um, in order to be successful. Yeah. That's amazing. It sounds like a lot of fun. So you mentioned that uh, your secret to success is maintaining great relationships. Yes. How, like, tactically, how do people do that? How do you do that? Don't piss people off. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, for example. Actually, you know what? I thought of this question because it was in your in your email. Um, staying in touch. Mm. The great thing about social media today, Facebook, is you can stay in touch by, I mean, just being friends with people, you know, that you've met throughout the years and and, and uh, being friends with them on social media, posting your stuff because people are always watching, which I realized, you know, um, and that's why you always have to put your best face forward and your best presence out there. Positivity, always, you know, just be, I mean, positive because it's contagious. So that's how I keep my business relationships is either following up or saying hello every once in a while and constantly showing that I'm active in my business and personal life. Like it's not all business with my stuff. I mix it up. Sure. So one of my friends, like, you know, he says specifically that he puts on his calendar like every month just to send a quick text message oh. or email to people. Oh, um, are there is there anything like that that you do to keep in contact with people who could put, potentially be a client or a publication that you want to maintain relationship with? Sometimes people pop in my head that I'm like, okay, I need to reach out to this person. Um, other times, I mean, I just go through Facebook and I'll like people's stuff. Mm -hmm. What about this idea of? Hmm. Are you, you're a Gary Vee fan, right? Yeah. Yeah. What about this idea of like jab, 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 right hook? Um, are, do you ever consider like offering value up front before you ask for a placement or ask for business or anything like that? You know, I don't buy any Facebook ads and I, I stopped when I was cold calling or asking for business, maybe like, I don't know, 10 years ago, nothing was happening. The way I get my business is by showing my client success and doing and promoting myself and getting press. That's how I've been able to get business. Yeah. So it's been coming in a lot, but it was like takes years. Well, like, yeah, it does take years together. Let's just be honest. Um, of constantly doing stuff and saying yes to not always getting paid, but maybe working on an event that gives you credibility or some kind of experience. Yeah. So yeah, it took time. But now, um, thank goodness, everything's, you know, been kind of flowing and coming in. I get calls all the time and, and, um, they're not always like really high paying jobs. I kind of ask my friends, okay, what's your budget? Okay, we, this is what I can do for you. Yeah. I have friends calling. They're like, because I charge, I think, a, a decent amount. So um, PR is expensive. Yeah. And, but I do want to help people. And I'm like, okay, this is what I can do for you. you have a team that, that answers your question. It does. does okay. Do you have a team that helps you out? I do have some amazing writers. Um, <laughs> yeah, I have my girlfriend um, who we went to college. 
uh, and got her master's degree at Kelsey Fullerton. She she travels all over the world doing um, events like she's all about mindfulness and spirituality and all that stuff. So sometimes she's like in Costa Rica in the middle of nowhere, but she comes back and she'll you know write something for me. So I have a lot of writers. Yeah. Um, currently, I am really excited to have met some really amazing people in the in the metal industry. Um, uh, like heavy metal. Yeah, like heavy metal, <laughs> the heavy metal industry, uh, music industry, that other publicists and marketers that actually want to help each other. They're, you know, they um, we we sit down and we talk about our clients. Um, they really pushed me to make videos, which I need to do, which is like, okay, PR is like earned media and this is why. Or if you want to get your own PR, this is how you should do it. I know that's what I tell my clients to do that. I need to do that for myself, but... <laughs> Um, it's really nice to see a community of people who aren't fighting against each other because I feel there's so much money to be made out there and there's so many clients that all, you know, we should just help each other instead of, um, you know, be so like, I guess, close it off and yeah, secretive I, with our I, stuff. <laughs> I agree. Like one of my philosophies is to literally give everything away as mm -hmm. much as you can. Like every strategy that we put together, every you know, tactic that we have at blue light. Like we yeah. create content and we put that out there. And what's funny is you do that enough. People understand like, yo, you're the man or yep. you're the, you're the agency. And then they still don't want to do it themselves. I was going to, um, yeah. Well, one, I know that about you cause I watch all your videos and it's <laughs> great content. I love it. I always like it on LinkedIn. Thank you. And also no one can do what we do. Like they can try, like if I teach them to, you know, I don't know, do Instagram and and you can be a rock star at it. No one can really do it the way I guess I do. So no one can do it the way you do. So that's what makes us special. That's why they want to work with us. So public relations obviously has a lot to do with the relationships that you have. Yes. Have you tried to work with somebody else to manage those relationships, like hire on another team member for yourself? Um, yeah, like recently a lot of my um, bands, you know, they want to get onto Spotify. So the people that I've met, um, like Spotify playlists, mm -hmm. not an expert obviously in that. So I go find people who are experts in Spotify. Like I like to write, but I'm more the – you know, getting business and, and the relationships and getting them the placement and building, you know, relationships with the media. But I don't have time to write a million press releases. So I have my team that does yeah. or my friends that are really good at it. Um, and I manage it. And I'm like, okay, this is what needs to be in the press release. These are the names. I give them everything to be successful. Mm. What else? A couple of bands want premieres. And so I partner with people that... Um, can get them premieres on uh, on websites and stuff. So. so what I was getting at, oh. though, was you've spent... <laughs> no, I, I don't think I, I asked the question properly, but what I was getting at was <laughs> it's taken you years to develop yeah. so many of these relationships. Like, you're, like, basically homies with the people that you're working with. Yes. And I, I, you know, being at my agency, I can understand that. So let's say you have a relationship with the editor of OC Weekly. Have you hired a Raquel number two who... Potentially oh. could manage that. I should. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of a control freak. I don't mind sharing my contacts, like, you know, sometimes, but, uh, huh, that's a hard question. No. <laughs> no's, and no's perfectly fine. Because, Not yet. <laughs> yeah. And, and I'm asking because I think in, I don't struggle with it per se, mm -hmm. um, but it's something that I'm learning in the last year or so is how to start, you know, transitioning those relationships from me uh, to somebody on my team, right? Mm -hmm. Because I want to be able to scale. I want to build the business out. And yeah. I realize that, like, if everything's funneled through me, 
uh, it, it grows a lot slower. So I was wondering if you had any tips or tricks for that, or if you're still just managing those. On the flip side of that, I love being that person. I <laughs> yeah, love I think being I in the like middle it of it too. All. I don't think it's because, well, I mean, yeah, control freak, but I mean, it's, if they went and got business with my contact, good for them because that's okay. That's fine. But yeah, I mean, I guess eventually, I, I mean, I like it. I have my, my connections and. Yeah. And you do the, you do the thing. So, so far, so far, so good. So. How do you go about building new relationships? Like, do you just hit them up on Instagram and be like, yo, do you want to get coffee or what's your trick? Sometimes, you know, uh, well, with my clients, I'm always looking for people to connect them with. Mm -hmm. And then I become friends with that either media, that blog or that um, podcast going out to events. Like tonight, I'm going to go see David Ellison of Mega Death. It's based the Tory event at the slide bar. And if I meet you're all anybody... Like, <laughs> I'm going to this event. Wait, it sounds like My you're going... My going to be there. Uh, <laughs> it sounds like you're going to go party is what it sounds like. Oh, it sounds like that. Well, well this event, yeah, you're going to go have fun. <laughs> I have always liked to party. I've always liked a good time. <laughs> and um, I built a career around it. And my dad used to say to me, when are you going to stop partying? And never. Because <laughs> <laughs> never. <Yes. laughs> That's what I do best. And um, I've been able to, you know, meet the most amazing people and build my business. Like rock yeah. and roll and heavy metal. Like, you know, it's always a party. There's business there too, but so uh, how do you manage good time. That? For you, how do you manage that? Because like I've personally like... I'll start with me. It's like I've personally kind of like tried to get away from like the party thing to build my relationships. Sure. And now I'll make them like come to a spitting class with me or a hard workout uh, or something like that. So okay. for you, like how do you manage – how do you manage – partying and work at the same time well i guess because it's a concert i call it a party and events like a party but doesn't mean you're like drinking and getting wasted and stuff but so you don't um, have to drink if you it's don't around. have to drink to party you hear that um, listening <laughs> <laughs> you know when i was younger i mean shoot i did used to drink a lot and then something happened and, and things changed and i realized that in order to be successful, I mean, a drinker too. People tell you this all the time. It's all, all about balance and uh, moderation, and that's true. And and I just got back from a weekend uh, with Megadeth Beer Unibrew up in Montreal. <laughs> You're um, so funny. And, uh, you know, I Megadeth was able Brew? to not drink. Like they have their own. They have their own beer called Megadeth Beer. What? But, yeah, it's by Unibrew, which is a great French um, company. But, I was able to just have fun and be able to make connections. And I met new connections because I was at an event. And uh, you, you're all, you know, I have a bubbly, happy personality because that's just the way I, I, I am. <laughs> 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 and, um, you know, just holding your composure. And, and finally, I mean, the older you get, you kind of figure it out. Like, you don't always need a drink. But I like to have fun and I call it a party and I like to go out. So that's where I build my business by putting myself out there and meeting Amazing. new people. So you're really, I mean, you found something that you love to do. Mm. It sounds like you love writing, but you also love just being in the mix and partying and yeah. music. And you're like, shit, why don't I create a career out of this? Oh, wow. That took that took a while. But yes, exactly. So everybody says do what you love, but they don't say that it's going to be really fucking hard too. Mm -hmm. okay. When has it gotten really hard for you when you were building out your, sure. your company? I'm really in touch with the universe. And I, I'm really mindful at this moment in my life and things are coming in and I just feel like really happy and blessed. When I was in my late twenties, um, there was a time where like, you know, I don't, I'll just say this like, yeah, 
maybe you weren't making so much, you know, times were a little tough. And I was like, no, I don't want a job. My parents were like, you got to get a, a job and, um, you know, work for something to have 401k and social security. And I was like, no, I really want to do events and I really want to do marketing, but, um, you, you know, have my own company, but it was tough. So, uh, there was this book called the alchemist. I'm sure everyone knows the book, the alchemist and reading that I was like, Hey, I got to follow my dreams and, and figure it out. So kind of figure out what you really want. And then talking to mentors. And I remember my mentors telling me to find my passion. I'm like, my passion's music, but how do I even get into it? So, I mean, just years like that. And then, um, you know, years later, I mean, I think my mid thirties, um, sometimes I think I maybe did party to the scent a little bit too much, you know, like the, the drinking side and, and you, you kind of have to wake up and, and stop that. So, yeah. and then, um, my father passing a year ago last year, Sorry. that really changed everything too and put things in perspective. And I'm like, um, of course you want to do the best for yourself. But yeah, I just want to make him proud and my mom proud and my family proud. And those three instances at three different times, you know, kind of bring you to where you are now. So like. Yeah. So you mentioned when you started, you were, you weren't making very much. Yeah. 20. I mean, I got out of school at 25. Yeah. I mean, for, and Mm -hmm. just to like level the playing field, like it doesn't happen overnight. No, it doesn't. And you have to, I've had several regular jobs, um, doing stuff. Like I even sold energy drinks at one time, but you do what it takes, you yeah. know, but you learned, I learned a lot as well, but you paid the bills. So right. I've had odd jobs here and there and then some good jobs that you think you should keep, but I just never really liked working for anyone. People are great, but I'm just going to say it. I didn't like the whole like environment and the clicks and, you know, eating alone or who you're going to eat with and this person not liking you. I mean, it's all no. And then you're making other people money. So now I get to keep it all. <laughs> What was waking you up every day to continue going that going through that when like you're not making as much money, you're sure. waiting for the big gig. You know, some people, you know, after a year they'll tap out and be like, I need a normal life. What what kept you going past that time? I feel I'm just a positive person and I just woke up every day. I mean, okay, you know, there were dark times where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to drink today or I'm just going to go out and do nothing today or stuff like that. So, ooh getting deep i don't know if i want to share all this but yeah there's been times where podcast is called oversharing oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) okay did i waste some weeks months of my life maybe years yes i have there was one time in um i can remember not too long ago but long enough um like where i was like okay well i'm not gonna write any new year's resolutions because life's just gonna be the same it's gonna be the same rat race yeah yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean, but you just keep on moving forward, persevering and not giving up. And, you know, every day is a new day. I pray and things just started coming. I mean, well, I also promote a lot of stuff that I do. And so everyone can see I just kept on keep on going. Mm. So was there ever a moment when you were going through that Uh where you were offered a glimmer of hope and you're like, this is why I should keep going? Um, Yeah, you know, you start the. The people that I was surrounding myself with, I just realized I needed to kind of end it. So, um, and you know, there was an inst- instant that happened, and I was like, okay, I just got a second chance at life, and um, I need to really value it. So, second chance. I, I won't make you dive into it. <laughs> yeah, don't. But um, there was a second chance at life, and I was like, you okay. got off easy. I, I don't usually <laughs> let that happen. <laughs> Thank you. No, but. 
That's cool. I really, I really respect that and appreciate it. You've been so open with everything that you shared with us today. And I think that there's so much value that somebody can, can take from this, how to build their relationships, Mm -hmm. public relations, the grind, the hustle, the whole thing. You know, what does your daily grind look like today? Ooh, um, life's grand. I'm actually uh, taking off tomorrow to New York. Oh yeah. I was just in Montreal last weekend. Um, Is it with Megadeth? uh, I wish. No. (laughs) (laughs) You're awesome. Um, (laughs) No, it's actually, I'm going to be working on Cruise Fest, which is a kickoff party Mm -hmm. for the Kiss Cruise. And we're having a meeting in New York and we're going to go check out Morrissey. And, um... And I feel like this is just my life now. The Kiss Cruise, uh, Kiss FM or Kiss no, the Band? No, Kiss the Band, Gene Simmons, I, Paul Stanley. All I know. <laughs> that, that was a foupon on my Freely. part because I'm like, why would you go to this Top 40 station when you've been talking about hard rock yeah. this whole time? My bad. No, no, no that's fine. Um, I mean, just these opportunities in, um, you know, today, here I am with you. And then tonight, obviously, I'm going to that event, which is also networking and working because building your relationships with my magazine, with the band. And then my, I mean, my days, it's it's really fun. I like to wake up at 5 a.m. Fuck yeah. If 5 a.m. is the the golden hour for those that want to succeed. And um, I I like that. You wake up. And I, I make my coffee. I listen to a podcast, something that's like, you know, inspiring about success. I like Tony Robbins. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I read a scripture and sit with it and um, write in my journal, like nice. however it makes me feel. Then I start to work because I like to have my morning. I have an I, probably an hour to myself. I like to make my bed, wash my dishes. Mm-hmm. So that's, and then six, then comes around six o'clock. And so that's, you know, you got to start working. I know. It's funny. It's like, you get that from, I get about like an hour, hour and a half and, yeah. uh, in the morning, you know, the drill, it's like, get up, go to the gym, make the coffee, Good read the morning you, the brew. Gym. I yeah. haven't done that yet. <laughs> but all the, the afternoon, but that's like my time to myself. I, you know, I wish I wrote a little bit more. Like I have a five minute journal, but like, I wish I wrote a little bit more, but Love working out that whole thing. And then it's yeah. like 637 hits. And then it's like you just put up your shield and like, all right, what's going to happen now? Yeah, you, yeah <laughs> no, you have to. You have this, that's the time that people start rolling into work and the emails start coming in. And um, I know everybody says not to look at your phone. But when I wake up, because I w- work like 24-7, I don't have a set time. I get emails at night. I'm like, okay, is that important? No. Or maybe that's important. But um, I don't look at the social media part, but I look at to see what important emails or texts is. I don't know why people feel like they get texts me at all times of the hour, even if it's business. I'm okay with that, I guess, but I turn my phone off. So sometimes I um, actually, well, I work with the East Coast, so I think that's why too. So I get early texts and um, that I don't mind too much because I turn my phone off so it doesn't wake me up. But I look at my phone and then I do my day. Mm. Um. What's your vision for for Raquel Figlo public relations? Okay, so earlier this year, um, I made a vision board uh, with Ash Kumra, our friend. Oh, what's and up, Ash? He's all about visual- visualization, and he made me put a not we he's yeah we were working on a vision board, and he had me put a vision together, and it's all coming true. My vision of this year was to travel, and I'm traveling all over the place. Um, and money 
being successful, traveling. The money coming too? The money's coming. And um, I'm super blessed and abundance and all that stuff. I think people kind of have a weird thing with the relationship with Mm -hmm. money. Like, seriously, congratulations. It's hard. Money's a good thing. Thank you. Money is not the root of all evil. I heard in your last podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Money's great. Uh, Money allows freedom. Money allows you to grow your business. I invest in my business all the time. I'm able to pay my writers what they want. Um, That's amazing. Yeah, I'm able to... Um, pay for I partner with other publicists and I'm able to pay them and they pay me and then we refer each other I'm all about jewelry I like jewelry stuff and which is I, interesting you're I, not really wearing I, any I got ready I know I got ready too fast <laughs> um, <laughs> and because uh, I was answering phone calls and emails and working on things right before I got here can't believe I don't have even earrings on but um, <laughs> those are the things I like and I'm I'm not going to apologize for it. Sure. And um, I like fancy things and nice cars and and stuff like that. And so, I, so moving forward, where oh, do you yeah, see that? So. Where do you see uh, <laughs> the agency going? Um. Well, after doing the scary Peyton event, I want to expand in the cannabis industry, and I'm actually talking to some people about um, putting events on a really unique. Um, invite only type of events to bring investors and new cannabis brands uh, together Um, and growing my PR agency and just um, working on different events. I mean, cruises are huge right now. So I'm working on, like I said, the Kiss Cruise, uh, uh, the Kiss Cruise Fest, the Cruise Fest kickoff. Lots of K's. Um, So. Oh, is it Cruise with a K? Yeah, it's Cruise with a K. That makes sense. (laughs) And, um, I mean, just growing and growing as a person and yeah. um, being happy. I love that. You shared so much with us. I've 100% purely enjoyed this time. It's been too long since we've gotten together and too long since we've had a chance to do this. But I love it Thank because you. there's. I think that I almost feel as if if we did this a year and a half ago, the story might not have been quite as exciting because so much has happened in just a year and a half, it sounds like, right? I agree. Yeah. And thank you for uh, having me. Absolutely. Before I ask you the last question for the day, if somebody wants to connect with you, where can they find you? I am all over the internet. Just Google me. <laughs> um, uh, well, you can find my website, which is my name, Raquel Figlo. Mm-hmm. RaquelFiglo.com is my website. It's Raquel Maiden on Instagram, Raquel Figlo on Twitter, Raquel Figlo PR on Facebook. I want everyone to know who I am, first and last name. <laughs> you live and breathe it. I love it. Yep. Okay. Final question of the day. If you were, s- I actually know the answer to that question, so I'm not going to uh, ask that <laughs> one. I was going to ask, if you were stuck in an island with any band and you had to hear them play every day, I was like, it might be Megadeth. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> just might be (laughs) (laughs) all right so we'll get to a deeper one then uh if you could if you could sum up your life's mission into one statement what would it be wow um you know what giving um being like jesus and helping other people i I don't know if that makes sense but it's all about giving i like to help people and i always have i've always been a mentor i've always raised money for nonprofits. um all through my 20s i'm still involved with um some um, I like to see other people successful. Is that a mission statement? Which yeah, hell yeah, you know, it is. So yeah. giving. Um, so many people give to me. So many people help me in my life. And um, also the way I was raised too. You know, my parents were always really cordial, kind, um, you know, open arms. So yeah, it doesn't hurt to be nice. <laughs> so I love that. I yeah. love that you recognize that people have given you your whole life so you want to give back to other people that's absolutely beautiful 
Thank you. Yes. Uh, to the listener, we really appreciate your time and attention. If you love the episode, we would take a five-star review. If you didn't like it that much, feel free to stick it to us. But subscribe anyway, because we're going to have a lot of incredible people just like Raquel back on the show. But before we sign off, I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Mike Me Audio, our incredible sponsor, who makes all of these podcasts sound absolutely fantastic. Wouldn't you agree? I totally agree. I love the intro music, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and be sure to check in next week on another episode of Oversharing. Oversharing. <laughs>